It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. I shall now read from the King James Version of the Holy Bible. The topic is spiritual perception. Isaiah I will bring the blind by the way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known. I will make darkness light before them, and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto them, and not forsake them. Exodus now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back side of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. Second Kings The king of Syria warred against Israel, and took counsel with his servants, saying, In such and such a place shall be my camp. Therefore sent he thither horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom ye seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass, when they were come into Samaria, that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men, that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw. And behold, 
they were in the midst of Samaria. And he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, and they went to their master. So the bands of Syria came no more into the land of Israel. Acts And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest, and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. But they led him by the hand, and brought him into Damascus. And he was three days without sight, and neither did eat nor drink. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas, for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And Ananias went his way, and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight, and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues, that he is the Son of God. Revelation The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave unto him, to show unto his servants things which must shortly come to pass. And he sent and signified it by his angel unto his servant John, who bear record of the word of God, and of the testimony of Jesus Christ, and of all things that he saw. Blessed is he that readeth, and they that hear the words of this prophecy, and keep those things which are written therein, for the time is at hand. He showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And they shall see his face, 
and his name shall be in their foreheads. And I, John, saw these things, and heard them. And when I had heard and seen, I fell down to worship before the feet of the angel, which showed me these things. I shall now read correlative passages from the Christian Science textbook, Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures, by Mary Baker Eddy. Eyes Spiritual discernment, not material, but mental. Jesus said, thinking of the outward vision, Having eyes, see ye not? Mark 8, 18. Paul was not at first a disciple of Jesus, but a persecutor of Jesus' followers. When the truth first appeared to him in science, Paul was made blind, and his blindness was felt. But spiritual light soon enabled him to follow the example and teachings of Jesus, healing the sick and preaching Christianity throughout Asia Minor, Greece, and even in Imperial Rome. Moses advanced a nation to the worship of God in spirit instead of matter, and illustrated the grand human capacities of being bestowed by immortal mind. The scriptures are very sacred. Our aim must be to have them understood spiritually for only by this understanding can truth be gained. The true theory of the universe, including man, is not in material history, but in spiritual development. Inspired thought relinquishes a material, sensual, and mortal theory of the universe, and adopts the spiritual and immortal. It is this spiritual perception of Scripture which lifts humanity out of disease and death, and inspires faith. The Spirit and the Bride say, Come, and whosoever will, let him take the water of life freely. Christian science separates error from truth, and breathes through the sacred pages the spiritual sense of life, substance, and intelligence. In this science we discover man in the image and likeness of God. We see that man has never lost his spiritual estate and his eternal harmony. The science of being unveils the errors of sense, and spiritual perception, aided by science, reaches truth. Then error disappears. Sin and sickness will abate and seem less real as we approach the scientific period in which mortal sense is subdued and all that is unlike the true likeness disappears. From the infinite elements of the one mind emanate all form, color, quality, and quantity, and these are mental, both primarily and secondarily. Their spiritual nature is discerned only through the spiritual senses. Mortal mind inverts the true likeness and confers animal names and natures upon its own misconceptions. Ignorant of the origin and operations of mortal mind, that is, ignorant of itself, this so-called mind puts forth its own qualities and claims God is their author. Albeit, 
God is ignorant of the existence of both this mortal mentality, so-called, and its claim, for the claim usurps the deific prerogatives and is an attempted infringement on infinity. The five material senses testified a truth and error as united in a mind both good and evil. Their false evidence will finally yield to truth, to the recognition of spirit and of the spiritual creation. Truth cannot be contaminated by error. The statement that truth is real necessarily includes the correlated statement that error truth's unlikeness is unreal. The suppositional warfare between truth and error is only the mental conflict between the evidence of the spiritual senses and the testimony of the material senses, and this warfare between the spirit and flesh will settle all questions through faith in and the understanding of divine love. How transient a sense is mortal sight, when a wound on the retina may end the power of light and lens. But the real sight or sense is not lost. Neither age nor accident can interfere with the senses of soul, and there is no other real senses. It is evident that the body as matter has no sensation of its own, and there is no oblivion for soul and its faculties. Spirit's senses are without pain, and they are forever at peace. Nothing can hide from them the harmony of all things and the might and permanence of truth. Spiritual vision is not subordinate to geometric altitudes. Whatever is governed by God is never for an instant deprived of the light and might of intelligence and life. Material sense is an absurd phrase, for matter has no sensation. Science declares that mind, not matter, sees, hears, feels, speaks. Whatever contradicts this statement is the false sense, which ever betrays mortals into sickness, sin, and death. Sight, hearing, all the spiritual senses of man are eternal. They cannot be lost. Their reality and immortality are in spirit and understanding, not in matter, hence their permanence. If this were not so, man would be speedily annihilated. If the five corporeal senses were the medium through which to understand God, then palsy, blindness and deafness would place man in a terrible situation where he would be like those having no hope and without God in the world. But as a matter of fact, these calamities often drive mortals to seek and to find a higher sense of happiness and existence. Life is deathless. Life is the origin and ultimate of man never attainable through death, but gained by walking in the pathway of truth, both before and after that which is called death. 
There is more Christianity in seeing and hearing spiritually than materially. There is more science in the perpetual exercise of the mind faculties than in their loss. Lost they cannot be, while mind remains. The apprehension of this gave sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf centuries ago, and it will repeat the wonder. Corporeal sense defrauds and lies. It breaks all the commands of the Mosaic Decalogue to meet its own demands. How, then, can this sense be the God-given channel to man of divine blessings or understanding? How can man, reflecting God, be dependent on material means for knowing, hearing, seeing? Who dares to say, that the senses of man can be at one time the medium for sinning against God, at another the medium for obeying God. Being is holiness, harmony, immortality. It is already proved that a knowledge of this, even in small degree, will uplift the physical and moral standard of mortals, will increase longevity, will purify and elevate character. Let us have a few moments of silent prayer. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.